1: The one and only way to stay ahead of CMS recruiting. Gym class. Don't be late. North Mac has had an impressive early season so far, I got to say. The Vikings jumped out last Friday to 11-point lead versus Huff. And finished the first half up 21 points. This is Dwayne Lewis, the head coach of the team's 24th year. And... Coming off an experienced roster, he's got a well-rounded team this year. I mean, he's starting a freshman in Ashton Pierce, who's led by Isaiah Evans, a star-studded player, as well as Trey Maxwell, someone we spoke of last week. And then you have an all-around athlete in Demores Jenkins, who might go and play D1 football next year. They're off to a 7-1 start, 2-0 in conference play so far. And then if you look at their bench, they're bringing a the senior in Tavian Roach who started for a Ridgeview team in South Carolina last year who won a state championship just last March. This should be a team that should make some noise in post-Christmas play who's already doing well in their conference so far this year. I'm going to be looking forward to this team. And I will be in the gym to watch this team play. In the star-studded matchup featuring three of some of the best players within the state of North Carolina, number 10 Cannon school prevailed over Northwood 74 to 64, as Isaiah Henry and Sean Birmingham combined for 49 points over the weekend. Northwood being ranked number two in North Carolina 3-A Conference, led by UNC commit Drake Powell. Not small competition at all. And Central Bears, one of the teams that we will be talking about and has been talked about, one of the most prolific offenses in the state of North Carolina, averaging 93.8 points per game. Getting at the teams with that harassing defense, averaging 23.5 steals and 25.5 assists. But, they are averaging close to 10 turnovers. And, you want to have a team typically getting three-to-one turnover ratio. So they're going to have to protect that ball a little bit more. A team that is known to get up and down, has known to run at a high pace, they're just a little under three-to-one assist ratio. So let's see if that catch up with them. But when you're putting up 90-something-plus points a game, that's going to be hard to reckon with any team on any given night. Some big-time performances over the weekend. Eli Clark for Metrolina Christian had 34 points and four assists, three rebounds, and two steals. Stat sheet stuffer in a 62-51 win over South Lake Christian. He made six three-point shots. And let's keep that trend going. Grant Hamilton of Weddington broke two school records over the weekend in a win over Carolina International. He had 45 points for a record. And had 12 three-pointers in that game. 12 three-pointers. I mean, you think you put two guys on him after 6-7. But he lit up the scoreboard for 12. And then Jordan Neville of East Mecklenburg, Tuesday night, Neville had 43 points and 11 three-pointers versus Sun Valley. Last week, for an encore performance on Friday, he had seven more three-pointers. If you look at his overall point score after he just got a win the other night, this guy has scored 95 points in the last three games. But where there's sugar, there's another side of things. And let's get to West Mecklenburg. This has got to be a come on man moment. Like, West Mecklenburg versus Chambers only scored 11 points in the whole game. Come on, son, son. Come on, son. <laughs> yeah, let that sink. 11 points. Four in the first quarter. Two in the second. Three in the third. And two in the fourth. That's terrible. At this point in time, I don't even know who to be upset at. What does it take for a team only to score 11 points in a game? 11 points? I'm not going to harp on it too much, but so many questions run around in my head. One. One. How long did the starters play? 2. Where is the coach in this type of game? And 3. How do you bounce back from such an embarrassing effort? We try to be easy on them with their kids, but man, how can how can this happen? How do you bounce back from that? How do you motivate your team and get the fan base, and the student body behind them after an effort like this. Going to have to be watching this close and see how this team performs moving forward. This is the Gym Class Podcast, a show where we will be fixated on the talent, the player, the process, because we all know there's not progress without that. I'm your host, Joe Bombo, and we are powered by 730 The Game, ESPN Charlotte Podcast Network. The CMS area teams we haven't spoke of in Observer Suite 16 fare very well. Number four, Concord Academy, getting a victory. Number six, Myers Park, and number eight, Olympic, keeping their streak going. The Olympic being an impressive team so far this year. And then the girls' results. Fine-tuned would be Charlotte-tune of Charlotte Latin, having 25 points in the 61-41 win over West Stanley. Charlotte Catholic, though, split their games over the past several days, losing in a close effort to independence. This being a matchup with two stellar players in Bianca Thomas for Charlotte Catholic up against Cameron Kitchens, the sophomore sensation for the Patriots. Catholic hasn't fared well against better competition so far this season losing to Ella Hobbs and one of one prep a few weeks ago Independence who lost their only game to Providence Day well Providence Day lost in an upset to Grace Christian this past week 47 to 33 so a little shakeup probably will be going on the Observer Sweet 16 as I expect Catholic to probably fall a little bit the number three team and the women's service Suite 16, in Mallory Creek handled their business, as well as number 14, Myers Park. Both teams taking care of business, just to throw that out there. I took a trip down to Salisbury this weekend, and I feel this will not be my last trip up 85 because they have one heck of a girls basketball team as well. But I sat down with an emerging prospect at 6'5", in the class of 2024 wingman whose game has blossomed as we speak seems to be a basketball junkie stays in the gym and seemingly putting in the work to guide this Hornets team to the next level that they haven't reached since that of Shamari Spears if you guys might know who I'm speaking of that would happen to be Jalen Juke Harris let's take some time to
0: get to know him as a player in this gym class feature my name is Jalen Juke harris class of 2024, Salisbury High School, 6'5", point guard, shooting guard. Well, man, um, I just want to start off and just have a conversation, you know, uh, we get a lot of people, they want
1: to talk to you about where you're going, what school you like, and so on and so forth, but I want to know who Jalen Juke harris
0: is, and when you hear that question, what's the first thing that comes to you? I feel like I'm a I'm a smart kid. Um, I'm in a national honor society. Um, Make all A's, make B's, some here and there. Um, I just like basketball. That's the only thing I do. I play video games here and there, but my main focus is basketball right now, and make sure I get a free scholarship. So uh, last year, would you say I was kind of your person on the senior year? Yes, it was. my first year, I want to say I started off that last summer with Team Wall. Maybe I played with them maybe about two, three months. And then um, a coach came and talked to me and felt like I had a better opportunity playing on the circuit. So I, I went on the circuit and I just blew up after that. And um, of course you started your high school career, with uh-huh. at Wayne. Yeah transfer here, what made you make that transition? Just um, transportation. Yeah, um, West Rowland was maybe about, say, 15 or 20 minutes away. Um, and it was just a lot because I really was depending on my friends' mom to get me there and back. So I just felt like it was just making her go out her way. So I just decided to just stay home, come back home. And come back home, and then your first year, you guys uh, lose the third round. Yeah. Uh,
1: good trip. Just talk about that experience in the playoffs and taking that loss and how that
0: motivated you. Um, it was a good and bad experience. It was a good experience because playing, it, they had like a, a nice crowd. So playing that type of crowd was just a fun experience. And then when we lost, I learned, I felt like I could have been more vocal. I could have been more more defense, defense-wise, help defense, rebounds, so it's so much stuff I could have did. So I feel like I'm picking up on most of that this year because I don't want to have that feeling, same feeling as last year. I want to win it, the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, on top of that, like you said, that experience with your teammates, you, average, you put up 40 points in one day. Is yeah. that a career high for you? Uh, yeah, so, well, um, yeah, yeah. Talk, talk about that game. What was it that clicked that day? That
1: did you ever feel like you put up 40, like you could have put up more?
0: Just talk about that. I feel like I maybe could have put up more, but my brother also went to um, this school, and when they played against Forest Hill at Forest Hill, they ended up losing by a buzzer. So, And then my coach that's been here, I don't think he ever beat Forest Hill at Forest Hill. So I felt like I wanted to at least get both of them a win, and by doing that, putting up 40. Man, I'm a believer that you learn from those losses. What did you learn from those losses games? You, know, you put it all into that game? Uh, and pull it out. Oh, oh, I learned um that you can't really – you can't believe that the game is over. Because I want to say we may have been up by – maybe like five or six maybe. So, and then I, I feel like we probably got too comfortable. So, you can never get too comfortable because anything can happen. on basketball is a game of runs. So, they had their run and that game, that run just, just took them off. So, I feel like that just made me learn, like, no matter how much you up, play to the end of the whistle until the buzzer goes off.
1: Coming into this year, sort of gives you a lot of motivation. You had a heck of a summer. You know, you got a couple offers from different schools. What
0: did you feel like you wanted to improve on? First I want to improve on um, scoring the ball off the dribble and actually finishing around the rim. I feel like last year I could get to those spots, but it was I was having trouble finishing around the rim. So over the summer, that's what I mainly focused on. Coming to the gym with my older brother, so every time I drive, he fouled, hit hard hits to the rim. So I feel like that actually helped me finish around the rim, and then also get on the shoot machine, working off off the dribble, transition shots, and stuff like that. So what is like your a daily routine. Are you getting in the gym every day? Yes, I'm getting in the gym every day. Um so on during the summertime, I get up in the morning, maybe around like eleven something I come, get shots up, I go back home maybe around like one, maybe twelve or one that type of area, come back home, eat, relax for a little bit, and me and my brother come back to the gym maybe around five or six, one lead to like eight or nine, so that was just the summer with school. I live a little minute away, so maybe about. Say about eight, ten minutes away, so it's really hard getting over here in the morning time. So I get up for school in the morning, go through my whole school day, and then we have practice sometimes right at the school. Right after school, we get practice through, and if it wasn't like a really hard practice, then i stay, get a few shots up. But if it was a hard practice, I'd go back, ice my knees, soak, stuff like that, recover. So when you say a few shots up, like what is your number? Like I'm at least getting this many shots up. If it's after practice, it's 100, and when it was over the summer, i make 500, make 500, and if it was a bad day, it'd be put up a 1,000. But if it was a good day, it'd be around like 700, 800 shots up. But i make sure i make 500. How do you I mean how do you keep the track of this? Cause I I I hear it, you hear it say get in the gym. Is this you
1: by yourself and you got your brother with you? Yeah. Or is it how does that work in like how do you, like, you get to understand a lot locked in.
0: I'm in here by myself. I ain't got nothing. Enough. I always turn my phone off, turn turn my volume off, turn off my ringer, just put it in my book bag and I just get to work. I just don't think about nothing else. So I see I got 200 shots left. I don't think maybe if I take a break, no, I just, just go and knock it out. I just stay focused. I'm just by myself. There's nothing else that can like throw me off track or anything times when like I get up a thousand and you throw up a thousand and ten. Yeah, it has them <laughs> off days, yeah. Yeah. Still working in the gym, man, like, what who do you
1: get that motivation from? What's the players that you follow that you're like, all right, I see part of my
0: game in him and I'm gonna do what he did because that was successful. Katie and Devin Booker. I seen all the tough shots they able to hit. Them finish around the rim. Them able to shoot the ball off the dribble. And I wonder, like, I'm putting in the work they doing, so I wonder why it's not working. It's the stuff that I was doing. I really was just working on a lot, a lot of just catch and shoot. So when I started actually working on draw the dribble, pull up, shots like that, I seen it starting to actually start to come along. Also finish around the rim. When I, it's like this little dummy thing that just stands tall like this, and now I try to drive and finish over that, but in the games it wasn't working. So then I got my brother, because the dummy's not going to foul you, so I got my brother to come in with me, and we'll finish around the rim and stuff like that. So just working on stuff like that, yeah.
1: So did you grow up in Salisbury? Yes. Yeah. So just talk about one, being from Saltzman, uh small town, mm-hmm. not a lot of people can going to see you, see the game, so you know this, getting to know the ride and doing something like it. So yeah. one, just talk
0: about being from Saltzman, what that made, uh, made you into, who you are. Um, I mean, like, Salisbury, it's not really a a hard place, but it's like, it's a lot of stuff that goes on. It's a lot of distractions, it's a lot of kids my age growing up already doing the drugs and dropping out and stuff like that. So I mean, Salisbury, is not really a bad place, but it's not a good place to be. So I feel like just knowing that stuff is like around me and stuff, just helping my family just get out of this type area and this type of environment. that's That's what motivates me like one of the things you said getting a scholarship. Yeah. Just having that goal. It right? ain't about making it
1: to the league. Mm-hmm. It's the stinks, you know, getting a scholarship, yeah. making the team and such just in incrementally. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about Salisbury, bro. We rarely never like you've had guys like Javon Harker
0: mm-hmm.
1: playing for the Eagles. You have someone that grew up that plays the same sport as you, Zion Williamson. Yeah. You know, playing in the league. When you see guys like this, you know, that are from here, mm-hmm. 704 Rowan County, and now you have an opportunity to be there, how does looking at these guys motivate and encourage you to kind of continue
0: on your path? Just seeing that they're able to do it, I just feel like, why well, can't I? Cannot. Like, you know what I mean? like. I'm already on the track of doing it, just making sure I just stay focused and possibly I can be better than those guys when it comes to that time I get drafted and having a name for myself being an NBA All Star. That does, right? have to motivate. Right? Yeah. You guys like that,
1: you know, kind of standard, right? I can do this too. Yeah. You know? um, talking about North Carolina. I've always said some of these just talked about someone like Zion. You know, amongst other players, Kobe White, Brandon Ingram, you know, uh, that have took their game
0: to the next level. Talk about some of your toughest matchups and the guys that you played with in the past or two through years that have stood out, um, that has stood out in, in North Carolina. Who yeah. um, think I, I want to say Paul McNeil. He stood out when I played against him. Um let me see. Yeah. He um I wanna say Richmond, maybe. Richmond, North Carolina. I wanna say I think he just came back down this way too. Um Let me think in North Carolina. Um Hey, most of the, most of the people I played against they not from North Carolina. Uh, overall, yeah. yeah overall. Alright. So, um this one, I think he may be like six, seven, two something. Um his name Peyton, I think he just committed to Auburn. I played against him last year. Yeah, he was he was good. He was nice. Um, who else have I played against? Um let me think growing up, I played against Rob Dillingham growing up. um uh, we think it was I think this was probably really the main two outside of North Carolina. That's really that got my eye. Like, yeah, they they actually good. What was it about them? Okay, these are the guys that. <laughs> um. Well, Payton, I played against him last year. He just he was just dominating. Like, he just like big. So like. And then Rob, watch him like when I played against him when I was younger. Just seeing how he was already had the handle, and already can shoot the ball at that type of age. I'm like, yeah, I'm already knowing how to be face him when we grow up. So I was already knowing about him. So what part of your game did you feel like when you see some of those guys? You're like, all right, I need to start doing this a little bit. In my handle, I yeah, definitely get my handle back up because I was really just a catch and shoot guy, and then. I started playing against him and seeing what he was doing at that type of age. I was like, yeah, I definitely need to get a handle or something because I can't just be just sitting there shooting and shooting it and then expecting somebody to see me. I'm going to play a clip for you. I'm sure you heard of Paul being caught.
1: Uh-huh. Uh, I had a chance to sit down and talk with him. This is, this is what he said about you. But Harris is a guy that I'm keeping my eye on. He's a guy
0: that I think has you know, great upside, but he's also very productive right now. Um, he's still trying to find his way in the class in terms of – when you talk national players like Flowers. But I think he's a guy that will, will help his team win this year.
1: Uh, when you hear something – when you hear someone of his caliber is being national approved speak of you in that
0: type of light. just give me what you think about that. I mean, I feel like it feels good. Um, I always wanted to be known as one of the top players in my class and everything so for him to say something like that then I I really appreciate it and I know it's still more work to do. When you hear anything like that is it something that you feel like they miss out on? Yeah, they, they describe as a player? yeah I feel like I feel like I'm all around game. he said I'm still progressing in the 2024 class I feel like Everybody needs progress, but I still feel like I'm one of the top players in the country. So I feel like I just got to work harder. There ain't nothing nothing else to say about it. So when we talk about working harder, guys are 4-2 so far in the season. You just came off a loss.
1: Oh. Uh, what do you see as
0: progressive this season, for you personally and for the team? Progress, probably just being more vocal, being better on the defensive end, making sure my team gets involved also while I'm leading my team to a, a victory. Um, my team, just we all just coming together, being as one. I feel like we're not separated, but I feel like we can bring it in even closer, be more of a team. And when that happened, then we could really be dominant. I feel like our first game when we beat um, P. My class, we played as a team. But after that, I just feel like. We got too big headed because we beat a team like that. And then we started relaxing on these other teams. They ended up coming to beat us. So I feel like if we come back together as a team, how we played our very first game, we could really be good. So, what's your responsibility as being one of the leaders to make sure that you guys are playing as a team? And all- being more vocal, letting them know we need to come in as a team and we can't, one person can't just lead a group. We all have to be together and playing together no matter what. Is that something you feel like you're comfortable in those shoes? Yeah. Like, yeah, this is what we
1: need to do? Yes. What, what gives you that confidence? Because I mean, you not being
0: the upper class just getting in those shoes, what gives you that confidence to attack. Just knowing I'm the main guy on the team, like everybody, what most people looks up to me when it comes to basketball, football, knowing these type of times I should have the ball in my hands. So if I'm knowing they believe in me, they follow me, then I should know I have the voice to tell them what need, what's the right for wrong and what we need to do and what needs to be done. Let me just talk a little bit about your team. Who uh, are some of the guys that you see in your team? helped make your transition to this level easy. who would have Uh I wanna say Jamaica Wells, Mike Jeter, Deuce Walker, um, Jalen Chun and um, and Deshaun Brown. We all grew up together, so most of them play football, so they strong and rough. So playing against them was helping me not crawl over little fouls and stuff like that, just being just being more strong, just being a tough person. And you can talk about each you just wanted to build. what do they bring to the team. Um, I want to say all three Mike Mike Deuce, J man, well, Jamaica. And um, just all of them, they all bring just the defensive in. That's why I'm saying on my part, I got to pick it up on defense also. And we all can work as a team with help defense. So I feel like they bring the team, they can get to the rim, score, hit free throws, stuff like that. And they also actually like real good on the defense end. So you going in this year? Or- I don't know if you told me. Do you have any goals as far as like the season here? Yeah, um, I want to hit my thousand and um, win a state championship and win a conference championship again. And I also want to be all state, all district, all county stuff like that. Just all the awards. Gary Player of the year. Okay, all right, yeah. keep on going. <laughs> yeah, that's the last one. Gary Player of the year. <laughs> Hey man, I don't want you to stop, man.
1: That's what they say, bro. Like, you have goals, you gotta aim for them. Don't ever sell yourself short, you know. Okay, you're gonna you get that, you know. If mean? you're putting up a thousand shots, just standing in the gym, and things like that. So,
0: uh, who, who are some of your mentors helping with your game? Next to you know? Um, my mom and dad, and um, yeah, just really just my mom and dad. Like they always tell me just to keep pushing. Don't listen to the outdoors. Like my mom always asks me, like how do I do it? Like when people in the crowd talking or say if I'm just out and somebody don't think I'm as good, or people talking about how my bad. Like how do I just like think about it? I just it doesn't matter. Like. It doesn't matter to me. Every time, every game, even if it's a good game, my mom let me know the wrong stuff I did. So I'm not used to hearing the wrong stuff, but I know like the stuff I need to work on. And if anybody else said it, like, I already know. I need to work on that. So there's no point in even giving the feedback. Some people just be wanting responses. There's no point in giving it back to them. So if you, when you leave out, man, like I, like I say I appreciate you
1: taking time out, sitting down with me. Uh, I've been doing this gym class thing. This is the first season and from football to basketball. I've covered a heck heck of a lot of different players, players that are in the league, such now, man. You're the first one to sit down on this gym class podcast. Yeah, I appreciate you doing that. I got to say, I'm reluctant to have a chance to have talked with Matt Jenkins In the second to last game of his high school football coaching career before the Huff and East Forsyth third round playoff game seeing that he's just announced that he's going to step down from coaching at Huff football team and I was able to document the process and preparation for that game unfortunately that being after a loss of then Virginia player Devin Chandler formerly of Huff football and I gotta admit It was a rough weekend uh, with the pressure he had going in, having to prepare his team for a big game after getting the news of the loss of one of his uh, uh, significant players under his wing. And he was still solid. I mean, and in great spirits. Speaking of the game, you know, always keeping it real and – taking time to explain and talk to me about this team and what he expect from his team what he expected from East Forsyth and though the offense didn't play up to his standards they were led by that defense and that defense galvanized the team to a win an impressive win to say the least needless to say Huff will be in great hands especially if they decide to go the route of hiring in-house and I hope that is the case We only have the energy we carry around each and every day. You can spend that energy being mad at the world, at your coach for not giving you the opportunity that you feel that you deserve. Or you can use that energy to work hard and push yourself towards your goals. I mean this when I say progress is a process. 31 years he gave to those kids. And every kid to make them the best player that he could between those lines and help them grow in to strong young men. And the gym class podcast just like to salute him for that, as well as the opportunity to observe his greatness from inside the play-by-play booth to sit beside him and having a conversation with him regarding football. And I appreciate that from Coach Jenkins. There'll be a handful of Huff players taking the field at the Queen City Senior Bowl Saturday, December 17th at Olympic High. Make sure you take some time out to enjoy it. And if you would like to see that feature when I was able to sit down with Matt Jenkins, make sure you go on the YouTube, search the Bombo, Gym Class Podcast, where we we're able to document that game against Jalen Rayner in which Huff prevailed. This is going to be the last bit of football, CMS football. We talk here for a while as we get into basketball. So make sure you get your time to sit down and watch that Queen City Senior Bowl, and we'll sit down with Matt Morrow next week to recap the performances of some of those players. I'm Joe Bombo, and you've been listening to the Gym Class Podcast. Until next week, enjoy the games.
0: Plus.